listening to Make It, a podcast by Bonsai Creative that helps aspiring professionals in film get where they're going faster by dissecting the advice, knowledge, and insights of professional creatives in the film industry. I'm your host, Chris Barkley. Michelle McGregor. I am an actress by trade, also a comedian and singer and producer here in Los Angeles. Uh, you may know me from the music and comedy show Get Rift at the Federal Bar in North Hollywood. And uh, you can look out for me in upcoming productions of The Iron Lung and Mongolian Delight. Um, you can check those out on IMDb. That is fantastic, and thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, let's just dive right in. You ready? Yeah, love it. Yeah, absolutely. So what is the biggest challenge you've overcome as an actress and comedian, and how did you overcome it? Sure. So I had a really difficult experience uh, in grad school. Um, it was my second year, which is anybody has been through a three-year master's program in probably any field. We know the second year is the most challenging. And it was right in the middle. I was doing a show at the Yale Cabaret, which is, um, it was a dream show of mine. I was doing Cowboy Mouth uh, by Sam Shepard and Patti Smith at the same time that I had the lead in a new day written by a player at the, the drama school. And in the middle of our first show of Cowboy Mouth, I suffered a severe concussion, like took an elbow straight to the head and couldn't remember who I was or who anybody was. I mean, it was really a bad concussion. And um, that really taught me a good lesson in taking care of yourself because what really ought to happen was a step back. Now that I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, is uh, how how the decision to say no is more important sometimes than your decision to go go go. And so I did the go go go, which um, really affected my health. And I didn't cancel the show. I didn't cancel either show, and I really didn't even miss any classes. Um, kept with the assignments. And um, that was how I got through it, which is to keep going, almost like pretending like it didn't happen. And um, I, I can't say I would do it the same way, uh, but I did learn a huge lesson from it. You know, your health has got to come first, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so now that you seem to have worked through that, uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge you're facing right now? Oh my God, being spread so thin. And I know that that's, um, that's a challenge that a lot of people face and it's a challenge that I'm up for, but it is a challenge. You know, I, I've been an actress my whole life, but I I also take my comedy, uh, very seriously and and love being a stand-up comedian, but I also front, um, an ACDC tribute band called the ACBGs, which is <laughs> a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, and I've, it's, it's really a blast. And I've really discovered a passion for music since being in 
LA and, um, and I'm writing a screenplay. I'm co-writing a screenplay that actually we just finished a rough draft of, and I've, that's been a, Oh, with Amanda, who you met when in, uh, at Cinequest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, lo- so, I love Amanda and I love uh, Joshua and, and uh, we yeah. actually have to get them back on because I think what they said in the past is not, you know what I mean? I want to get it updated. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And she's just crushing it right now. Um, and so, you know, doing all these things on top of running a business, um, cause I do, I'm an artist and an entrepreneur. It's, it's, it's really a challenge to be spread so thin, but it's so rewarding when you make these choices for yourself of the things that you want to focus on. And, and I, I believe that a consistent amount of work in each field will pay off. You just have to be more patient mm-hmm. because if you if you put your act, which I always put my acting first. Right now I'm in a in a theater production, which means I, I'm not I'm not doing any comedy at night right now, you know, and I have to be okay with that, right? And I am okay with that. Yeah, and and I feel the same way. You know, it's I I, I really agree with that mindset because um, there are times where it's tempting to complain about being spread thin, but every mm-hmm. time that temptation sort of uh peaks his head a little bit um i'm reminded of how much fun i'm having and uh mm-hmm. I, I love the gandhi quote uh action expresses priorities yes so, it does so yeah i think that that every entrepreneur and artist could uh could really align and understand where the shortcomings and strong points are just based on what they do with their actual time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uh, quotes and little things like that, what are the uh, two best pieces of advice you've received so far in your career and who did they come from? Mm-hmm. So many, it's hard to choose two, but um, for these both really, I think applied. Well, I was going to say that they apply mostly to acting, but, uh, you know, I don't think that's necessarily true. But um, I really loved, in Michael Caine's book, Acting. Um, what, the what's the name, of, what's chapter, the name of the book? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. What is the name of that book? Good question. You know what? Don't worry. All at our we'll, computer. I'll figure it. I'll figure it out and, and we'll put it. Uh, in social media or on the show notes, one of the two. It might just be called like Michael Caine on acting. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, but he, it's um, acting in film, an actor's take on movie making. Gotcha. And in it, he, he talks about if, you know, if you've chosen to be an actor, then you need to show up looking the part everywhere. That, you know, when you're at a bar or a party or the grocery store that you represent you. Mm -hmm. And so show up, show up looking like you're ready for a career and that you have something to offer and that you have something to share. And I I love that advice because especially when I'm you know, I'm off to rehearsal and I'm this place and that place, you know, I'm in my ripped shorts and my sweaters and I don't want to put on makeup and all that stuff. And that's fine. But, but I, I was inspired to really take that to heart and, and show up the way I want to be perceived. 
Cause how else are people going to know what I've got to offer if I don't even show it, you know? Yeah. Love I that. love that. And then I love this from, uh, um, the actor Courtney B. Vance, who said that as an actor, your, your greatest power is in your ability to say it's something that I think actors are afraid to do. Now you said, uh, I think you might have so broken up a second there. You said your ability to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your ability to say no. You know, gotcha. if, if you're in a film and they say, okay, now, you know, do this, you can say no. It's very powerful. You are the actor, you know, obviously the most of it, and this is, I think, you know, what we were going to get to a little bit later, but, uh, you know, a big mistake that I think a lot of new actors make is, is being difficult to work with, you know, mm. not understanding that you want to be someone who people want to work with. That's, I mean, that, that is, there's that and there's talent, but that is key. So I'm not saying to be a difficult actor, but don't give your power away to, right. you know, you're creating the character and you have the ability to say no. Yeah. And maybe even losing your job because everything's so competitive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I've, I've debated this many times, uh, how far I would go, like what the, what the production that you like for me to say yes to wearing stilettos, which some <laughs> women would, wouldn't even bat their eye about, but I, you know, I think heels are borderline cruel and torture devices. Right. And I can't, and I want to, and if, if I were to be in a production and that was sprung on me, you know, that's different if they, you know, if it's a character description, they, we talk about it. They're like, we want to cast you. I know what I'm getting into. This is a you know woman who dresses like this. She wears stilettos, she wears heels. Great. I know what I'm getting in for. That's on me. If I, if I say yes and then complain, but if they, you know, come out, it's, you know, opening night of whatever. And they're just like, okay. And throw these on. I'm like, no, no, you can't. I don't wear those. I don't know how to walk in those. (laughs) I'm going to fall. And you, and that's, that's, that's my, um, that's my right. You know? I agree. So you kind of touched on this just then, but uh, maybe you can expound upon it if you want or go in a different direction. But uh, what advice would you give uh, actors or comedians or both uh, right now? If you could give them one Mm. piece of advice, what would it be? To mind your attitude. Your attitude matters. It matters a lot. You really, you you, you need to be someone that people want to collaborate with. Right. You know, people like to, they say this business is about who, you know, and it is because it's, it's who you trust. So be someone that people can trust and be someone that people want to be in the room with. That's really fantastic advice. Um, I always find that, that it's, it's not just, oh, we're going to work with our friends. It's uh, we're going to mm-hmm. make friends out of the people we work with because we trust them and they do a great job. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that tends to be the way it happens. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think right now are the biggest creative and business mistakes you see newcomers making? I, 
I think this kind of comes down to the attitude thing too, but um, feeling entitled. I see Mm. that a lot. I see people, you know, really like uh, getting frustrated about changes and policies and, and cancellations and being on hold and the pace of things. And it's, it's, that's, that's a part of this industry. So there's really no point in feeling entitled for it to be different for you. Uh, you know, I, I can get very frustrated when, because like we talked about, I'm a very busy person, you know, I'd like to have my plate full, but when I get an audition and I, it's, you know, it's a callback. I got to be there at 2 PM tomorrow. No, 207. You know, it's always very specific. <laughs> you can't change that time. It doesn't matter if you have a job, what, what it is, y- you got to be there. And we have to learn to just either be there or say no and not get emotionally attached to it. Right. Right. And you can't try to change it. It's, it's changed. The internet has changed everything. The speed at which these things move is just, it's just what it is. So don't fight it. And I, and, and don't feel, I see a lot of new people feel like entitled to, uh, to, to the industry sort of conforming to their pace. And it just, Mm, that won't work. (laughs) No, not at all. And I've heard recently, uh, some actors saying to, to us that, well, I haven't had to be in person to audition, uh, in a long time. Like everything, Mm -hmm. everything is, is, is all, you know, me sitting over a read, uh, that I've recorded. Um, and that's, that's the way the internet's kind of changed. The pace of it has changed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you do get lucky enough to get on a, a major studio film, uh, you were you were literally sort of over a barrel um, if you want to keep that job because um, if something goes wrong and the the primary star can't shoot at a certain time or whatever, your schedule is going to get pushed back. Yeah. So, so you need to ask yourself, are you okay with that? And 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 if so, then keep your commitment yeah. without complaining. You know, gracefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sorry, I, I jumped in on you there. So you're going to go no. bis- business mistakes. Business mistakes, business mistakes. Oh, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't, can't think of anymore. I've, I think I must, I must be around really good people because <laughs> everybody <laughs> seems to be doing a pretty good job. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's no, no problem at all. And um, it's interesting that I think. Um. It is. It might be a little bit easier to identify, and more obvious, I'll say, to identify the creative mistake as mm. a creative versus you know the business mistake. Oftentimes, the business mistake is so shrouded that you that you have no clue that a mistake was made. Um, right. Uh, you, you, yeah, you're not made aware of it. Right. Exactly. So, um, and maybe there'll be a forum, a place where where where, and maybe this podcast can be it um where some of those mistakes can uh be a safe place to share that you know um, yeah well uh, you know go ahead. i have yeah. heard from a lot of actors that um that everybody wishes that you know that they'd waited as long as possible before going sag mm. to stay sag eligible for as long as humanly possible 
And uh, I was really grateful to get that advice because I was so like, oh, I just want to be SAG. Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to find the money and I'm just going to do it. But then it's like, wait, no, I don't have the credits to support that. Why it's shooting yourself in the foot. Um, so, you know. Now, that, for, for those who are just getting started, because um, a lot of our listeners are going to be people who are brand new to creative and, and, and into the mm. film world. Will you expound upon that concept for everybody? Yeah, absolutely. So SAG is the Screen Actors Guild. It's the union for screen actors. And um, you to to be in a SAG film, uh, you must be you must be a member of the union. So, you know, really any, anything you're seeing in, in theaters or on TV, you know, most it's all part of the union. All the actors are a member of, of SAG. Uh, however, you know, you can be in films with with SAG actors if you are eligible to be in the union, but not yet a member. Mm. And so the advice is to stay eligible for as long as possible to get as many credits as you can, because once you do join the union, you there, you then are not allowed to do films that aren't union films. So if you, you know, even if your friends are making a movie and they want to cast you, they would have to have their film become, uh, approved by SAG and all of the actors would have to be uh, in the union or member or eligible. Um, and it can make it, 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 it can make the difference between a budget for certain films. So, you know, you really want to be, be SAG eligible and not join the union for as long as possible. Uh, and I think the moment to join the union is it, it will be clear. Like it's not something that you want to fight for, this is the impression I get. It's something that you want to wait, wait for until you have to. Gotcha. That's yeah, really great and interesting advice. Um, it's, it's, it is a weird catch 22, right? You want to mm -hmm. be in the union so that mm -hmm. you can do SAG films and, and have the benefit of a union, but you, you also are, are pigeonheld and you have to sort of be ready for that world by building up those credits and uh, yeah. that experience. So, Absolutely. Yeah, thank, yeah. Thank you so much and, for expounding on that. No, go ahead. Yeah. Well, now I'm just thinking of all these business things. Cause now that now that I'm realizing who, who these listeners are, you know, uh, they may not know some of the things I've learned, which comes directly from agents and managers and casting directors is don't, don't be fooled into thinking that you need to become a social media star to have a successful acting career nowadays. They do not care. There's going to be like a one in a million person who, yes, takes off on social media and, and gets an agent from that and maybe forms an acting career, maybe. But uh, and there will be some auditions you see that they're like, do not apply unless you have at least 10,000 followers or whatever the number is. But the in the in the in the acting world of, of film and television and theater, nobody cares. So use your social media, how you want to use it. It can be a great tool. It can be a great resource. It can be a great business tool. Uh, you know, be careful about putting 
hateful or derogatory or, you know, things that you wouldn't want your grandma to see or, you know, a director who's considering casting you doesn't want to go on and see you, you know, vomiting into a toilet because you drank too much, you know, those types of obvious things. But it's your social media and, and don't be fooled into thinking that it's your responsibility to make it into um, your your money machine. Yeah, that's that's great advice. And we we heard that uh, you hear all these horror stories. Oh, well, I didn't get picked because the other person had more Twitter followers or more Instagram followers. And I, I tend to agree with you. I tend to think that social media only matters if the movie has an audience that's between 13 and 24 and that mm. social media uh, following only matters if the person's fame derives solely from social media. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so yeah. if, you, if you're not famous or your talent hasn't been discovered through social media, then you don't need to worry about social media. Exactly. Yeah. So really, really good uh, insight, uh, Michelle. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Here's uh, uh, something that, that you can choose. Um, you can go either route you want to, uh, primarily um, going into acting now, but you also have this background in writing and and uh, directing and producing and being a comedian. And I just you can use anything you want to use um, to 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 train uh, um, as the concentration for this question to train the, the student in this scenario. So if you had one month to teach someone how to, and you just name it, like I was mentioning mm-hmm. uh, at nauseum a moment ago, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, what would be the first three things you would teach? Mm. So basically I have to go from zero yeah. to competent in either acting yeah. or comedy or whatever. I would choose acting it's it's something i i am interested in teaching and the first three things i would teach would be one start identifying the writer's intent versus your characters look at what the writer was intending when they wrote this mm-hmm. and how you function into that so start there. That would be the first thing that we that I would want to focus on to make sure that actors understand their function in the storytelling process. Second, I would teach <laughs> memorize your lines before anything else. Mm-hmm. I think there's some people have their own method. And if you've got your method and that works for you, great. But I've I've never seen anybody not benefit from just memorizing the lines, just memorize them word for word, respect the words, know the script inside and out so that you're much freer as an actor Mm. to, um, to work from there. And then the third thing I would teach, hmm, (laughs) hmm, man, that's a good question. I think the third thing I would teach would be uh, identifying the given circumstances. At this point in my career, if I only had a month, I think that's what I would do. So I would make sure that students had a way of identifying 
where their character is coming from, what they're going through. Uh, they might then start identifying why the character is saying certain things when, when you can identify the given circumstances that, that the character is, is under. And, and how does expound upon that concept a little bit? I, I think I totally get where you're coming from, but, but how does that help you as an actor? Well, so it's, it's, you know, if you're doing, let's say, you know, uh, let me think of something people know really well, right? Um, you know, Hamlet, okay? Mm-hmm. You need to, to identify, you know, the given circumstances that, first of all, he's a uh, prince, you know, that's, you, you got to, that will affect the way he moves, the way he thinks, you know, where he's headed in life. And if you, you don't know that you don't identify that, then you're not going to behave in the way that a prince would. And then, you know, you have to identify that, uh, you know, his father is dead. And so that, and you know, that indicates uh, some level of, of mourning. And so, I think that, you know, the deeper and the deeper that you reach with everything that your character is going through, all of the given circumstances, everything Shakespeare, whoever the writer is, has told you is going on in this person's life that that starts that starts filling in the canvas that you get to paint. You get to experience and rehearse and execute what level of mourning that is, what it feels like to be a prince what that means, but, but now you have tools because you can research that. I mean, you can research the five stages of, of grieving and you can research, you know, whatever time period that you're setting this Hamlet in, you know, how a prince was expected to behave at that time. And it's tools and tools and layers and layers that you get to decide, uh, but you need to identify all of them so you don't miss anything. Yeah, that's perfect. That's, that's fantastic. Um, I can't believe it. We're just flying through these things. Um, <laughs> we're having, that's how much fun this is. Um, so curious. I, and I think, you know, when we got together before in San Jose, I think the answer to this may have changed from before, but uh, uh, which creatives do you most admire and want to emulate? And what did they do from a technical or st- uh, skill standpoint, excuse me, that makes their work stand apart? Well, I'm sure this answer hasn't changed because it's always been Tom Waits for me. Always. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> He's just incredible. And just, I mean, his, his ability to write, it's, you know, it's one of those stupid answers where it's just all feelings. So I don't even have words. I mean, his ability to take his voice and, sing so beautifully with it. I think it's beautiful. I mean, this man has perfect pitch. I mean, he hits every note. I don't, I don't care if you, if you think his voice sounds like, you know, what people have called it, like, you know, leather on a nail chalk or whatever, in a lawnmower, it, 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 it's all the notes are there. Like he understands music so deeply and experiments with 
just so many different sounds and, and the, the stories that he tells and his songs are so unique and, uh, I don't know when you just love something, I guess you, there's nothing else to say. I just, but every time I see, you know, pictures of him or hear his music or, or, um, or videos, I'm, I'm always re-inspired to keep digging deeper into who I am as an artist. Yeah, I, I think he's I think he's a tremendous it's storyteller. Um, just mm-hmm. just a great storyteller. I, I think. Um, I mean, voice aside, you know, it reminds me of defending um, Billy Corgan and Fiona Apple in my teen years. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it was it was about what they were saying and 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 how those lyrics. Um, and the way they were put together and the stories they, they weave and um, the poetry they weave, you know, affects you. And uh, yeah. Tom, yeah, Tom Waits is one of those where, I mean, if you want, if you care about what's being said, what's being expressed, uh, he, he's way, way, way up there. Yeah. 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 I, people, people do that with uh, John Mayer today. Like, so he's like a tremendous guitar player. He's extremely clever lyricist, but uh, people won't let him live down your body as a wonderland, which oh. by all objective metrics is a great song. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just poppy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he had that one song, I guess, where he's, you know, pushing open the doors to the high school or whatever. And maybe that comes off a little bit, uh, not so rock and roll, but again, uh- uh, again, in the context of the actual song, the framing of the actual song, it's a great song. Mm-hmm. So, to- totally with you there. Um, what, in your opinion, are the top three online resources for helping actors? And uh, uh, and you yeah. can they can be anything uh, as long as they're online, I suppose. Yeah, if- I, actors access is key to auditions and knowing what's going on. Um, and uh, you know, aside from that, I, 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 I think Facebook is just a great online tool for, for anything. It's a great way to connect with people. Um, it's, it's, there are website, there are Facebook groups and events and stuff where you'll find out about casting things. But I mean, especially for comedy, Facebook, I, as it's, it's where people are posting about their shows. And, and so you, you can learn a lot about what's going on. Do you run um, any Facebook groups currently? Do I run any Facebook groups currently? Um, no, I don't run any. I'm, I'm a member of a few and I do. Well, my, my boyfriend and I, uh, run our sweet bear productions, Facebook page. That's our company, uh, that we run our, shows through mm-hmm. but yeah no well i run my my business one i'm uh michelle mcgregor health and wellness consultant and um i share a lot of of my business there but then my just my personal facebook page and a lot of people just that's enough sometimes you know just share what you're doing and see what other people are doing and it's a great way to meet people are there any groups you would uh, suggest for actors or comedians? 
Well, it depends on where you're living, but in, in LA, uh, the, you know, if you're a woman, I think women in comedy is a great page and, um, the, uh, what else? I'm sure I'm forgetting all of them, but, um, there's, uh, Los Angeles film and television. I think that's what it's called or, or film and casting. There's a lot of people sharing stuff on that. And, uh, I think you have to be invited, but there's a great Facebook page called uh, Inspired Women of Los Angeles, and there's mm-hmm. all sorts of entrepreneurs and artists on there. So, um, yeah. That's and awesome. That's little, mm-hmm. And do you have one more for us? Oh, one more. Um, you know, I, I, I'm i hit or miss about Backstage.com. So for actors, you know, out there, it's it's a... It's a cheaper site to be a part of and there's a there's a lot of unpaid work on that site but every once in a while you know there's really the right match uh it it, i i think backstage.com is like it's almost like craigslist you know like some people love it or hate it and like you'll have your best and your worst experiences from from a hookup on craigslist you know like a roommate that turned out to be just like terrible and uh you know but then also the you know craigslist is where you find like your favorite uh next car or something you know so right. the heart the success stories i feel that way about backstage.com so okay. i'll throw that up good and just <laughs> to be clear backstage not back page backstage uh, right totally different uh periodicals altogether uh <laughs> <laughs> all right so michelle this has been a blast you've been so generous with your time uh, it's always good to talk to you. Please don't be a stranger. Uh, let's let's get together next time I'm in L.A., which will be very soon. I think mm-hmm. next uh, next week, actually. And uh, tell everybody where they can find you on the Internet and on social media. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I do love Facebook. So please uh, find me on Facebook. I'm Michelle McGregor. And um, but years also all of my links are at K Michelle McGregor dot com. And on September 6th at the Federal Bar in North Hollywood is our next Get Rift, which is our music and comedy show, Total Blast, um, here in L.A. That is awesome. And just for everyone listening, what does the K stand for? Catherine. That's my given name. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. All right. And MichelleGregor.com was taken, so (laughs) sacrifices. (laughs) No, I love it. It makes you stand out. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Tell Amanda and uh, Joshua to say hello, and I'll be in touch soon. I will. Thank you so much, Chris. Take care. Anytime. Be good. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Make It Podcast. To find more information on this week's creative, including links to their projects, social media, and transcripts of this interview, please visit our website at www.bonsai.film forward slash podcast. If you haven't already, you can join our podcast community on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Bonsai Creative and on Facebook by searching for Bonsai Creative. And of course, if you're looking to take a big step towards your filmmaking success, go to www.bonsai.film and click on Show Me How to schedule a free discovery meeting and needs assessment. You have everything to gain. Until next time, be better, 
be creative, be engaged, and thank you for listening.